Hey, this is Danny from the Magic Our Way podcast, and you guys are listening to the BS Podcast Network. gentlemen good afternoon good evening and good night good and good day night. goodbye <laughs> this is the lukewarm cinema podcast my name is austin i'm here with george christian and uh george we have a, a touching uh tribute to give don't we yeah i'll keep it brief right here at the start guys um somebody who had a significant impact on my life since i was born uh the show jeopardy was always on in my household um Every night that we'd have dinner together as a family, you know, it was a show that when it started at seven o'clock, seven to seven thirty slot, prime dinner time. You you get on there. And I remember as a kid, like, I don't know if you guys ever watched Jeopardy as a kid, but then you know one question. And like I just felt like a genius. Like I remember that first feeling because my parents would always have it on. So that first feeling of getting a question right and your parents being like, Oh, whoa. You mean you this, last week with the trivia? This kid I mean, yeah. Can you, but see, like, it's crazy because there was literally, as I grew up, I feel it helped me out in just remembering like little stupid facts that you'll never forget. And yeah, no, Alex Trebek um, passed away this past week. He had a significant impact on my family dinners, which were every night growing up. And um, he will be missed. I don't know who can replace Alex Trebek on, on Jeopardy. He did over 8,000 episodes which is insane. He's like one of the longest running TV uh, hosts of all time next to Wheel of Fortune and v- Vanna White. And I don't remember what the guy's name is. I don't know. I, you know, so like, obviously it's very impactful to, you know, the, the impact he had, but uh, I'm not going to lie. When Jeopardy came on, it's time to go play video games. <laughs> See, not going to lie. When I was growing up. Yeah. When I was a kid. Yeah, I, I, I too. So I, I can relate to that. Now, okay. now I have an appreciation for it. Now I'm like, okay, this is cool. Like, cause I know not to break too far away, but game shows, I, I don't know, man. I, I guess from our trivia, we could probably see that. But like my uh, in-laws, they like to do like family, like family feud. And they're always like, I want Austin on my team. So because, you feel like you're the game show champ? Uh, well, at least at the family, family feud, at the like the family gathering family feuds, I am because I always like win and then always win fast money. Okay. So. But you, you wouldn't stand a chance on Jeopardy. Oh, probably not. They'd be like, what is A plus B? And I'd be like, neither would I. I would be like, what is uh, your honor? Uh, I don't know what I'm doing. So there's a sports Jeopardy that I think I would compete in. But actual Jeopardy, there's not a there's no way in hell. I mean, I on an average Jeopardy episode now, if I was to put it on, I might answer five out of the 60 questions correctly. I should they should do like a name that metal band logo Jeopardy. Like this band doesn't shower. Oh, who is Magruder grind? And they'd be like, ah, yes. All right grand winner again see they but see that's the thing with jeopardy it's so iconic that i know and teachers use it all the time oh, yeah, i remember playing it in elementary school yeah like it's it's a game in which you know you test your your knowledge and i i think it'll it'll always be here there are they are going to replace him with somebody jeopardy's too iconic of a show to not do that eric andre absolutely not <laughs> don't fucking re- eric andre is great just not for the show i still think they should have replaced ellen with eric andre for the ellen show but kept it the ellen show so with with uh, game shows, it's always so weird when somebody new runs the show. Because uh-huh. when you watch a show for so long, you it becomes part. It's like America's Funniest Home Videos, but not uh, what, what is it, Bob Saget? No, oh well, he was yeah, at first, Saget. and then it was Tom uh, Bergeron. I believe that's yeah. How you say, it. For, but he was on for the longest. I remember him. Yep. Uh, who wants to be a millionaire with Regis? Okay. And then they switched to uh Harry Crew? No. They had a I know like right now Jimmy Kimmel does like celebrity version of it. They I I, I think one of the most iconic ones for me was the uh Bob Barker to Drew Carey. To Drew Carey, and yeah. And the price is right. Um mm. that was a show I watched. I don't ever want to go lot. on that show. Really? So uh one of my favorite bands, uh Kill Switch Engage, their guitar player 
it's all in, it's all there like you can go find it he got on and he won everything and then like instant after he's like i can't afford this we had to sell everything he won the car he won the trip he won everything he had to sell everything he's like i can't fucking afford he's like i make like 50 grand a year i can't afford that's this the <laughs> that's the thing a lot of people never think of that I, nope. it's like a price is right documentary on youtube or something you could watch it um, i hope so like how people watch uh you know you have to pay taxes on everything and it screws a lot of people like out of, I mean, it's, you know, but it's a great moment in your life. I mean, that's you. Oh yeah. Everybody wants their 15 seconds of fame and some people really get it on the prices, right? Every single day. But anyways, back to, to, to close on Jeopardy. Um, I don't think that, uh, they will rebrand it. I just think they're going to bring in somebody. They're going to bring in like a, a really seasoned veteran. I don't think they're going to go with somebody super young. Um, because that show just needs that maturity to it. You know, if you're going with a trivia game show of that caliber, you need somebody who's really knowledgeable. Probably got a good Drew voice. Carey. I was thinking maybe a David Attenborough, <laughs> like, like from like, so every Jeopardy episode now sounds like a nature documentary. Half the contestants are asleep. And who is the emperor pink? <laughs> that's a horrible David Attenborough. No, but, that was really good. That was really. Good. I think it should be somebody like, uh, just totally out to, like Louis C.K. So everyone's like, "What do you mean he's on here?" Yeah, oh, if you get the question wrong, he starts fucking beating it. No, it should everyone. be. You want to meet me in backstage in the green room? No, green even, room even better. You get Joey Diaz. They message like, "You dumb cocksucker! What do you? Do? You don't know the answer." This is what could possibly happen. They start doing a spinoff, like a whole bunch, like a, <laughs> like a Joey Diaz Jeopardy. They're going to like Eric what if Andre they, Jeopardy. Yes. Yes. There you go. It wouldn't be the same host every time. It could be revolved. God damn it. We got to contact those writers mm. right now. Make the show now like. Yeah. No, because you got to keep it. It's crazy. They do it in 30 minutes. Yeah. And it's not because you have. That's the thing. You have it. Fly, you have to fly through it. You know, it's not about the host. It's Never about, mind. Joey Diaz couldn't do it because he'd go off on a tangent about some duty shot in Jersey. No, Joey twenty D- years ago. You know why Joey Diaz couldn't do it? Because Joey Diaz would be breathing into the microphone like this. <laughs> <sighs> Somebody would be answering, or, and he'd or, be, or, <sighs> or he would be like this, be like, "What do you mean that's not it?" And then Joe Rogan comes in. He's like, "Hey man, keep that a fist away from your mouth." <laughs> <laughs> like just like offside camera, you just hear Joe Rogan say that. Joe Rogan. Joe, just, let Joe Rogan do it because he could be like after everyone be like, "Yeah, that's cool." I've ever done DMT. I tried to keep it a fist away from my mouth, Joe Rogan. It's just, I do, I've done cocaine for 30 years. Sometimes, so sometimes you take close, me there. I, I just can't stop. As soon as I get close to the microphone, I just. <laughs> <laughs> he pops an edible like halfway through like one of the questions. He just fucking, it's the stars of death. What do you mean? Oh my. Okay. R.I.P. Alex Trebek. R.I.P. Thank you for everything you've done, Alex Trebek, because Jeopardy is still a big, definite big part of our, of our culture and society. We live in a society. Hey, hey, so I got a sidebar topic. Yes. Um, so I watched the the second Alex Jones um podcast with Joe Rogan. It's well it's Joe Rogan's podcast Are with you, Alex Jones. Is this Jones. the one when they're in Texas? In the it, new studio. Yeah, I haven't yes. seen it yet, but you can go in and Let's go. It's, it's like three hours. I don't know I've seen gonna... it. Let's go. You watched it. Okay. You so and this is the new one, not Didn't the watch it, listen to it. Oh t- yeah, yeah, yeah. Same thing. Potato tomato. Um <laughs> It was different than the first one with Alex Jones. This one. The first one or the second? Because there's technically, then there's three. Because there's one he came on a couple years ago. Then there's one he did last year. And then there's the one this year. Oh, shit. Then there's an old one I haven't seen. But but anyhow. The last one was, this one was different because Joe Rogan is like, he's like, okay, a lot of people give you shit when you say stuff, Alex Jones, because you go through a lot of thoughts really quick. So Joe Rogan was like, I'm going to stop you and ask you for like a proof of like a, a premise of something you say. So Alex Jones will do his thing. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, uh, you know, they're going to make a technocracy and they're going to put it together because they're selling babies and, and he'll say, okay, we'll back up. And, that, and that's he's like not, a parent. That's not really what he said, but I'm just saying like the way he flies through thoughts and Joe Rogan will be like, okay, now wait, Jamie looked that up and he'll wait for him to bring up the thing kind of. And, um, it was a little bit frustrating no, but, but, but what Joe Rogan's doing, I understand. Well, he, didn't he do this with Kanye, too? Yes. He, In a way, yes. It's but the same with, theory. With Kanye, Kanye's more respective of Jamie searching and allowing time. Oh, you Alex, know, Alex Jones is just a Beyblade. You just pull it and you just got to hope that it ends. Yeah. Well, Literally. Yeah. And, and, I mean, in a way, that's what's good about him. But uh, it, it became a little almost combative. Like, 
first Alex Jones was like, like kind of like, oh, like you don't believe me. And then Joe Rogan finally, Joe Rogan, but Joe Rogan did a good job. He was very patient. I feel like you have to be. I feel like it's like dealing like with me with like dealing with my kid. It's like, all right, we gotta we gotta slow down here because he doesn't know what I'm saying. Alex Jones would start ripping about something, and then Drogan would say, "Okay, hold on. What about this thing? Explain that further, or give me you know the article or whatever and, and it is." And it's not because Joe Rogan doesn't believe; it's because nobody else believes Alex Jones. So Joe Rogan is yeah. doing his due diligence for everybody else. So I, I like the concept of like the filter he's doing, and then um, I think I think Alex got kind of crocked, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he was drinking, and, and oh Joe, God, Joe Bro. Rogan's doing sober October. He was lit, uh, like he was so drunk. I can, I can probably. See, I when I was listening to the podcast on the way to Colorado, I felt like I could smell Alex Jones' breath. Just fucking <laughs> Joe Rogan. Yeah, you need a fucking somebody pour Joe Rogan a shot right now. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> come on, we're gonna smoke weed together. Come on, take and a hit of this. Let me blow it in your face. See what's funny is in the last episode. Uh, Joe Rogan was like, Alex, you should try smoking weed. He's like, no, that stuff will mess me up. But now he's drinking a and smoking weed. Alex Jones, and I'm just going to say this based on the podcast, and he really started to open up about his life a little bit. Alex Jones is he's so fucking crazy that it's like a craziness that I've only ever seen in athletes like a Michael Jordan or a Kobe Bryant who won't stop until They've proven that they're the best and they understand everything that's going on and they work the hardest. He has so many of those characteristics, but he does it in an unhealthy way. Like he drink, he, he talked about a drinking problem. He had, mm-hmm. he talked about, you know, how he, he's nothing, he's nothing but on the internet all the time, which causes him a lot of like depression or, you know, he reads like thousands of documents a day that kind of like blow his mind. And he's trying to like compartmentalize all that. But he understands he has a good following, so he has to like produce the content. He's in a rough spot. I really like he's one of those people where he's such a good mind. I don't want to lose him to something like dumb like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like, and I mean, I'm like, I'm not trying to sound rude, but he's like a kind of person I see committing suicide or something. Yeah, to, definitely just, like being a victim of his own demons that he yes. has. Yes. Well, it's also crazy because he was like I almost want to say like he was indoctrined from birth because of where his dad, I forgot where his dad worked, but his dad worked for some like he explained in this episode, how his dad explained to him. Was it um, some of the child sex trafficking stuff that was, that's been going on in the government. And that was when he was, when Alex Jones was a child, when he was younger that he heard of that. So that, and that gave me some cool perspective. Cause it's like, okay, why did Alex Jones go down this path of being like a prolific journalist and being the conspiracy guy? It was very cool. Um, he did open up about his health and where things stand. Um, you know, because it's been like a whirlwind of events since he's been kind of deplatformed. Alex Jones was. Yes. He said, you know, he wants to get everything together that he knows and put his truth out there, then maybe kind of just stop doing it. In, in sometime in the maybe the next few years he just said that you know for his health it's it hasn't been good um you know you know joe rogan joke like oh yeah i asked you a texted you a question at 3 a.m and you were up and you answered it right away you know just because he's just constantly consuming all this information running Infowars, which is a huge operation it's like a mainstream media tier operation really well produced you know uh all these moving parts so, uh, you know, and Joe Rogan was trying to give him some like friendly advice, like you can get a trainer, you, you know, you could go back to, you know, stop uh, drinking and he was jacked back in the day too. Know. Like on the last episode, Joe Rogan took like, looked at the phone. He's like, Alex, what the fuck, man? He's like, you were like a gorilla, dude. What the hell happened? He goes, uh, he well, was just here the other yeah. day too. Did you know that Rogan? No, Alex Jones. He was like a block away from my house. Really? So on Cheyenne, there's that voter like place, like. And that's where they were counting the votes. And Alex Jones is apparently there with a mic- megaphone. We need to find out what they're doing with the votes. And he sounded like a fucking Decepticon. I saw the videos and I was like, yo, that di- like, I know that building. That's literally two blocks away from my that's house. That's nuts. He's a, a beautiful mind. Yeah. And, and that's- people got to, it's just the whole, I, and so I, and I, I don't know if, how much more we want to keep going in the Jerry because I can keep going. I think that this, 
culture, this podcast culture has put Joe Rogan on a platform now where he's forced to do. And I don't want Joe Rogan to continue to do this on every podcast where it's just like an Uber fact check kind of thing, because that was the beauty of the Joe Rogan that I knew. And I listened to two years ago, it was nonstop flowing. Doesn't really matter. You don't have to fact check a lot. He was bringing experts in and, you know, people were believing the expert. But that's the thing that was with Alex Jones. Nobody counts him as an expert. True. Nobody. I don't want to say nobody, but a vast majority of people don't consider him an expert. Um, but also, like, I'm glad that we do a movie podcast. Like, we might we might still do a conspiracy podcast. I don't know yet. But like a political one, I'd probably go insane or I'd probably get super depressed from how terrible the world is. Like just reading stuff and just being like, yeah, let's just watch The Mandalorian. <laughs> I, I like conspiracy because, yes, it's inherently political, but because it's a thing where people listen and they take that however they just will, like, oh, that's bullshit or that maybe that's true. It, it doesn't have to be linked to like politics necessarily all the time, which is cool. Um, you know, and, and a bit with with this podcast uh, with Alex Jones, the last one he did with Alex Jones was really normal. Like they just went off, you know, and list off all this stuff um i understand why he's doing it this time just to like he wants to help legitimize alex jones also because spotify that too yeah (laughs) well no he's just on a platform like never before man like i mean that episode got pulled from spotify though yeah i know which blew my mind which made me want to listen to it even more because i don't understand why they would pull an episode like that because of all the fact checking they spotify wanted to do on it care about that though here's the thing is like not to get super political, but the left and the right always want to censor the other side. They always just want to, I don't want to hear that. And I'm talking like extreme left, extreme right. The three of us, you know, where we kind of line up, we'll listen to the other side. We'll go, I'll listen to what this guy has to say. It might be crazy, but I'll listen to it. But I know a lot of Spotify employees are like threatening to quit because they don't like how Joe Rogan has. the tech industry, essentially. It's very left leaning. And they they brought up what you're saying on this podcast. Um, the fact that what did you just talk about? Jesus the Christ. Censoring, yeah. Like, like the left and the right, the far of both will, will send, will try to oh, censor the other side. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. So Alex Jones is considered to be on the right at this point in history because he, he tends to call out more of the leftist stuff, but he said in his last episode, he calls a spade a spade wherever it is. And Joe Rogan even pointed out, he's like, I remember, a young Alex Jones who was in the streets protesting and, you know, spreading all this shit about George Bush Jr. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just, oh, as stuff goes on, he finds, oh, you know, right now they're being shitheads, uh, you know. So it's not really left and right. It's just perceived that way in, like, the modern, like, the modern fray of things. It's, it's just because everything's so hive mind now. It's just like, oh, I need to be on the left. Okay, anything that the left says is true, anything the right says is not true. Which is like, I don't know. I feel like a lot of the issues could be solved if we all just went to the middle and just I, um, jumped. I really want you to listen to the, the, the newest episode with them. And then afterward, you tell me whether or not you thought that should be sent. Because I mean, I'm already going to tell you it shouldn't have been. Well, yeah, but like, you'll like, I was waiting for there to be a moment where it's like, that was it. You know what I mean? Yeah, but there That's is the a moment. It wasn't, there was not a single moment in there where I was like, oh, this is. No, it's just how it's shown. I will say. And this doesn't mean censor it. He brings up Alex Jones doesn't outright say, but he implies hypocrisy in some of the like rhetoric of uh, the transgender move. Very briefly, he doesn't say this is bad. This is the way things are. But he implies like he's like, oh, when you know, when you look at environmental science, this this side treats things this way. When you look at, you know, uh, biology and the science behind gender they're looking at it this way he doesn't get in the rabbit hole but he but, hints at it but he brings it up and okay you got technology industries that are more liberal that's if nothing else that's gonna set them off just if, if you could take a one reason if i had to take a shot and say one reason why they'd be mad that would be it yeah because you can't talk about you can't have crazy. a discussion about those things now yeah, it's kind of happening it's like and now all related just to sports and like fines, like they fine NFL players weekly for like the most minute of shit. You know what I mean? It's like you spat on the field 50,000. Yeah. Your knee was showing. You're not allowed to show your legs. So your knee was showing $20,000. Remember fine. when they were fining like them that. for like and excessive celebration? 
Yes. And, but it's the same, it's the same premise. It's at what point, how nitpicky do you want to get and, you know, be ready to give a fuck ton of explanations as to why you're doing that, which I feel will get to a point of blandness because you're just looking for so much to be wrong. Like, oh my gosh, am I covering my P's and Q's all the time? And then you're going to like, like for me as a coach, you, you instate, you install rules, but there's some things where you leave as a gray area. You know what I mean? It's kind of like, do I touch that? I don't think I should. Yeah, because as soon as you touch it once, you're going to have to keep doing it over and over and over again, or else people will get upset, inconsistencies. And um, it's like yeah. them doing stuff like pulling episodes of shows like It's Always Sunny mm-hmm. off the streaming services. Mm-hmm. Nobody's complained about them, but people have complained about stuff in other shows. So the network's just like, uh, maybe we'll just do this preemptively so we don't get a lawsuit, right. you know? Right. But that's the thing, though, is it's like, I, I don't know. It's, you know, sorry, everybody, we have to get political, but this is serious because we we are a platform that we speak on. And, you know, it's kind of scary when a major person, you know, on the platform gets censored because he just has somebody from the other side on. Yep. It's it's very, like, toxic. <laughs> it could be. A, a, it could very well be the the end to a lot of uh i hope it's an end to like this aggressive progressivism like of trying to do all that but for no real gain though that's the thing it's like we're really progressive what did you do uh we got this guy off of twitter all right but you know <laughs> please give us health care that's the thing i think uh <laughs> shit there's gonna be a, a point in time with this internet that there's gonna be a like a wild west bro there's gonna be one thing where it doesn't matter what the fuck you can like you can say whatever there's i mean there's gonna be people have you people ever been to 4chan shot. no i haven't been to 4chan well, but i've heard it's similar what, it's that's the that's the comparison you can literally watch execution videos on 4chan <laughs> then that's i will say that i thought the same thing although it's not like the whole internet is that way but people wonder why do people use 4chan if all this ill shit is on there it's a place where you could just say anything you want and there is no moderation. Now, there's moderation for straight up, like, you can post, like, CP or, like, illegal shit. Yeah. It's like, okay, we're a website. We can't do that shit. But you can say whatever thing you want. You could, so, you could straight up go on there and be like, I don't think the Holocaust happened. And, like, people would be like, you're wrong and you're stupid. But, like, that, that's the extent. Everything, every, like, you could say anything, but there's no moderation or, like, bump order. It just... Everything is relevant as other people just view and judge your opinion. You I wonder know? if our episode's going to get pulled just because we mentioned them. <laughs> Never mind. Uh, Reddit.com. Um, <laughs> anyway, really let's um, get into the actual episode. So before we talk about, you know, Mandalorian season two, episode three, let's talk about uh, episode two again. Uh, so there's some controversy. Go figure about Baby Yoda eating the eggs. Everyone's like, he's supposed to be perfect. No, he's not. And I've seen on Facebook, I've seen like pro-life stances on it. Okay. So (laughs) I don't know a lot about this topic because I saw one article about there's some sort of controversy over Baby Yoda having, and and we know he's not Baby Yoda. It's the child. We know that's not Yoda. Okay. Just shut up. We're just calling him him that. Can we name him? Dave. It's Dave. Okay. Next topic. (laughs) I wouldn't. I would want him to be like a Vesuvius or something. Vesuvius. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, Visu. Christian, as you were saying. Um, I just saw like one article and I'm like, uh, I, I didn't click on it because it's a stupid thing. It's just people being mad about uh, j- j- like kind of going back to the last time. It's people being mad just for the sake of being mad. So, so well, that's why I want to ask you. You've definitely looked a little bit more into this or seen more than we have, or at least I have. Um, Is the is there like real unironic rage going on over this shit there's so i'm in a couple of disney groups on facebook um i looked into a couple articles and there's like lucasfilm defending it and being like come on shut up bitch it's fucking star wars watch the movie or watch the show but i've seen people being like that is disgusting my my, i let my kids watch this first of all mandalorian's a pretty dark show by star wars standards Uh, this episode seems to be pretty dark um like two the kids probably thought it was funny as hell Yes. Uh, we laughed. The thing about Star Wars so far, and I mean, I know you say it's dark, but I mean, there isn't anything that 
for to me at least that is like blatantly like oh kids can't watch this you know what i mean no um it just it's it's like it seems i mean i gotta go back and watch because there's different definitely adult themes but you know like why does lucas films even entertain that you don't need to come up with an apology like letter for that because then they didn't even come up with an apology they just said we stand by it sometimes um i feel it's best for the companies to do stuff like that just so they can like maybe even drive more uh interest kind of like with the show. alex like jones podcast press is good press yeah like yeah, alex yeah, jones yeah yeah because yeah. then they i think they understood it's I- irony in a sense that um but i mean no no because there are people that are that really would get upset over that and those kind of people you just gotta let go to the wayside don't entertain their thought no nope. people don't entertain them because they'll freaking drive you bananas now nah, you make a make a throwaway twitter and you just take those motherfuckers on <laughs> Just try to put them through the damn ringer, you know. Just <laughs> see if you can get them to. Well, like the goal is, you want to fuck with them until you can get them to talk about some like inane shit, like, like, oh, what do you, do you think the Earth is flat <laughs> or something like that? Just to just to make them really feel condescending. Yeah. Anyways, let's get into the actual episode. So obviously, from reading the title, you know what we're talking about today. It's Cars Two. Actually, gotcha. Cars Three. Background. Yeah, Cars Three is on right now. Actually, it's freeform. Cars 2 was on earlier when I left the house. Oh my! <laughs> I was my mom. I was like, you gotta watch this. It's the best Cars the marathon. ever. So, getting into this episode, uh, Mandalorian, the child, and the frog lady land on the planet. Baby Yoda's like, what do you mean I can't eat any more of the eggs? Hungry. So they land on the planet. Uh, Mandalorian's like, I heard you guys can show me these new people. And this one guy's like, I can show it to you. Wink, wink. And then they like it literally almost like cuts to him with like his fingers crossed behind his back. Like the Mandalorian never had friends growing up. Like, how do you not see that coming? Like, I mean, I think we all said it like this dude was like, oh, I got to I know exactly where they are. <laughs> like a little chuckle. And like all of us were like, yeah, like, why would you go with this guy? And the Mandalorian was. like, He knows exactly where to go. I will follow him. It's it's this guy. These guys with squid heads. Okay. Yeah, Franny, I'm, Franny, go ahead and message me right now that you're listening to this. Tell me what those what that species is called, <clears> if you know. Yeah, I guess. God, I guess squid heads could be a slur. Cthulhu, but they call they do look like Cthulhu. The Tuscan Raiders, Sam people. So <laughs> we've already we've already broken the glass, stepped over the line. Um, these squid heads. Okay. <laughs> okay, he's talking to one of the. Aquatic looking fellows. Yes. Who are mostly Way humanoid. Good job. Um, and the guy said, he's like, Oh, you know, can you show me where the other Mandalorian are? And this guy says, Yeah, I could take you to him. It'll be a long sail, though. And it'll cost you. <laughs> and like he, he says it like 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 they're the dudes from like the hillbillies from uh uh deliverance or something. Like Something bad's about to happen. Uh, I forgot to mention. Also, spoiler warning. High key spoiler warning. I yeah yeah. I should probably like you guys should probably understand that now. Like if it says Mandalorian season two episode three, you should probably go. Ah, maybe I shouldn't listen to this. Hmm. There's no way they can talk about the the entire episode. <laughs> Continue. So they so they're on the boat on the way. The guy's like, "You want to see a mama core eat?" And they drop some fish, and then they look down, and then the dude pushes Baby Yoda's pod into the fucking water, and it gets swallowed. Yeah, it's like they're like a they're like a fishing boat, and so it's that little gap in the in the middle where like trap door opens and you put fish in or crab fish. So they push the Mandalorian down there. He's drowning. End of episode. Thank you everybody for coming. <laughs> now, so he's sitting there and they're drowning, and all of a sudden you see three three people in Mandalorian armor drop down with jetpacks, and they just they murk it. And Christian the whole time was yelling "Squad!" Oh my god, the squad! Uh, so he get, they eventually help him up. Uh, they give Abiota, and he was like. Uh, I was looking for more of my kind. They take their helmets off, and he's like, "God damn it!" He's just, and he's like, "Oh, so it's more fake people." But they're like, "No, we're a different like." You're Baptist. We're Catholic. We're more modern day. You're like a hick that was raised upon these beliefs that you have to do that. Yeah. Listen, bud. They were. He was. Uh, they were Get telling him. They were taking t- your helmet off. <laughs> <laughs> they're telling him that he was like a part of the old ways of like a group that's trying to like radicalize the Mandalorians and be like, we need to go back to the old ways. So they're real Mandalorians. They were born on Mandalore. And uh, Sasha Banks, the WWE wrestler, is is one of them, which I thought was crazy. 
I will, I will describe one of my favorite scenes with her at the end. I already know what it is. So, mm. anyways, so the the lady in the middle. Um, I have not seen all of the Clone Wars series, so please forgive me. But I guess she's a very prominent character from that series, and she's back. So they basically go, all right, hey, if you want us to help you, or like he's trying to find the Jedi. So they're like, we know where some Jedi are, but you got to help us basically like commandeer this like empire vessel. So they go, they attack this empire vessel. It's a great action scene. Dudes are getting jettisoned out the back. Uh, a captain is killing his own people and then basically kamikazeing into the ground. Great action. It was. Meanwhile, Baby Yoda's hanging out with the frog people because they're reunited, and he's like... Like oh. babysitters. Yeah, they're babysitting him, but he was like, hey, I'm about to eat these eggs. <laughs> Let's be real. He sees an egg hatch. He kind of like, he's like, oh, wow, well, I probably shouldn't have been eating these. He kind of has no, a moment I think he got where even like, more hungry. I think he was like... Oh, yeah, but bet. he had to control himself. You know, he was well, waiting yeah. for the parents to turn their heads, and he was like... <laughs> so, uh, the Mandalorian helps, and they're like, we're taking over the ship because we're going to retake Mandalore. You know, we're going we're gonna to retake it for ourselves. And he was like, hey, what the fuck? This wasn't part of the deal. I was just going to help you get these weapons and then take off. And so they told him where to find these Jedi, but they said to look for Ahsoka Tano, which is the main character, one of the two main characters from the Clone Wars, which was like, what? So that's crazy because I believe with the Clone Wars, it kind of left off and you're like, what happens to Ahsoka? Yeah, it was pretty. And like, I didn't, I, when I was a kid, well, I mean, a kid. Years ago, when the Clone Wars 3D movie came out, I don't know if I watched it, but I knew of this show. I did watch the movie in theaters. I remember that. And, uh, you know, she was one of the main. <clears throat> so it's cool that we keep seeing them using stuff from that show as kind of like part of the extended universe without being like necessarily a direct continuation or anything. Um, It's pretty cool. Ashoka is going to be in the show, it looks like. Somewhere. So let's go ahead and get into our, our favorite moments and then we'll we'll rate this out of grapes. Mm. Keep our keep our naming convention. Yes. So Christian, please go ahead and tell us briefly what was your uh, your favorite parts of the episode. So I almost didn't pay attention in the beginning when they're swooping. So for some reason, I'm gonna just paraphrase what happened because I didn't listen very well. <laughs> the Mandalorian, you know, he explains He's coming into this like fishing port on this planet with the frog Detroit. lady. And uh, he's like, oh, for some, we don't have enough fuel or something. So we have well, to go there. Yes, explain if you know, <laughs> the relay was broken from the previous episode from the, from the spiders. And that's why he had to go fast. Yeah. He had to manually reenter. I guess they have like a, like a, oh, a piece yeah. of hardware, like a piece of the ship that lets them land like, like autopilot. Okay. So his thingy that lets that automatically lets him enter the like the atmosphere and land broke ye from the last episode. So he had to he's like, all right, we're going to go. We're going to have a bumpy land in here. And he just starts going just fast as fuck down into the atmosphere. And, you know, it's another one of those scenes where, you know, everybody's like jostling around bumpy and shit. And um, it, it pans down and it shows one of the people on the ground looking up towards the ship barreling at them and uh i just i just thought like oh pov you're you're at pearl harbor oh my God. <laughs> i thought it was gonna go like you just see him and just it's just gonna land on him and just smush him but uh he you know the mando is you know he he good pilot so he did it perfectly well yeah so i'm gonna say he did it perfectly they didn't die he hit he he slowed down the landing at the last moment after they got in the atmosphere and he fucking landed. But then comically, one of the engines like like sputters and kind of blows anyways, and then it falls and the the whole thing falls in the water. So it's like, oh, he made it, but we got fucked anyways. Great. It's a great like entrance. I feel all these episodes have had that. Um, where it's Just like a really intense Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, think about it with like the um what was it, the sand people trying to steal his uh them setting up the trap for him on the motorcycle and the oh in yeah the, in the first episode and they yank it you know and he has to go ahead and fight them so like they've they've kept that consistent throughout which i kind of like an intense action scene yeah they fucking right from the right from the bat it's like you're gonna get some cool shit to see to come back on um the other thing that i really liked was 
oh yeah, yeah, one, they had this this thing that they took the ship out of the water with, like the locals were helping him. Um, it almost looked like it might have been like a repurposed like Imperial Walker. Yeah, or maybe like a commercial grade one. Yeah, like the top wasn't the same, but the legs looked identical. So I'm like, you know, maybe not. Maybe they're just any legs, but I'm like, oh, you know, since there was a war with Empire, it didn't make sense for some of these places to get some scrap and repurpose some of the equipment. Um, I looked at that as like a cool world building thing um, because it's Star Wars. Um, Star Wars. But uh, really cool when the other Mandalorians appeared, right? It's like, oh, because I thought, how long are they going to fucking tease us on seeing another Mandalorian? Okay, how long is it going to happen? And they just cock on the table. I'm here, <laughs> motherfucker. There are three others here to fucking help him out of this situation. And it was super badass because that sea monster, um, one of them killed the sea monster by like, you see him fly in the water. Everybody just looks at the water, the other Mandalorians. And you just see poof, 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 some flashes of light. And then she comes back out and she saved the pod with the kid in it. And it was like, whoa, okay. The other Mandalorians also badass. Okay. And um, just seeing them fucking just take the ship like a badass. Like I said, oh, me and the boys doing heists and fucking GTA. Yeah. <laughs> um, super awesome. The fact that the commander, like, they basically use like an Order 66 dog whistle over the radio. And so the commander shot the fucking his buddies. His, his, his pilots. And uh, he was just going to actually kamikaze the thing into the water, I assume. Yeah, yeah, he was gonna crash it so that way they wouldn't get the intel. But then he just chews on a fucking cyanide capsule, anyways. Oh, the cyanide thing was fucking cool. Okay, so like, obviously the Empire now because they got Efferonied back in you know the war and shit. They're you know they're only here and there. They're not so big, but they're around. Um, so they've obviously got some new methods because the fucking commander, instead of being captured for or in like potentially used for intel he had the star wars equivalent of a cyanide capsule he showed his teeth and a fucking like zapped like lightning and it fucking killed him he's like ah, i'm so loyal i won't be caught and you know i'll kill myself which i thought that was pretty badass um the fact that the empire called the mandalorians pirates well because they were they were basically being pirates on that system yeah they were because they were they're just stealing ships to help with their with their mission of taking that planet. Um, I feel like, and this, um, I could be completely wrong, but I feel like they said pirates and that this, and they also said, are these the same pirates that have been coming back? So it makes me think that there's been other kinds. So it's not just Mandalorians that have been well, pirating the well, ship. Because they said that, do you think this is the same pirates? And he goes, I think they are. So what I'm inferring from that is they've hit multiple ships because they're trying to gain up enough resources to take back over their True. planet. That's what I assume too. Um, I could see. Well, okay. Well, anyway, we'll get to both. But Is there anybody else that wants to fight the Empire that could be helping <laughs> everybody? <them? laughs> right. Um, so that I could. Jesus well, Christ! You. So thank you. Um, no, but I feel like that could possibly be another tie-in where it's like another major group of people and the Mandos kind of come together to maybe take back their their uh. Oh, that's definitely what it is. Well, okay, that's the question I wonder. Are they are they okay, because they didn't tell the Mando that we know that they've knocked off a bunch of ships, but that's what they've been doing. We find that out from the Empire's perspective. So either it was just like information that didn't need to be said, or maybe these Mandos are on some shit that the man that like Maybe they have another goal, and maybe they just said that shit about the planet just to get the Mandalorians help. True. Not to just distrust them right off the bat, but because it's possible, okay? Um, and, and that was kind of open-ended, and it was interesting to me. Um, this group of Mandalorians, they want to get the Darksaber. Yeah, because it's their weapon. Which I didn't know that it was a Mandalorian weapon yeah. and technology, and that's other Clone War tie-in shit. I didn't watch it, but badass that they got some more world building there um i got that from my crackhead co-worker who's a crackhead for star wars i didn't even get that information from clone wars everybody's gonna have their like their, crackhead their star plug. wars fan 
to I fucking. Have, I have two of them. I have two friends in, in front drop. of the two that I know right now. It's uh, trickled gotta, down. You know? So I was talking to Fr- not to catch up. I was talking to Franny and uh, probably for the end of the series, we're probably of uh, the season. We're probably gonna have him come on as our Star oh, Wars awesome. Star Wars Dawa's expert. I'd be down. Hell yeah. So Christian, what do you rate this out of five grapes? Wait, I want to mention the oh, okay. last thing I, right. that I particularly liked. I know I have like eight fucking We're not going to have anything else to cover. You didn't have any notes, ladies and gentlemen. This is all off the dome right now. This is all also like 20 minutes after watching it, too. So we're fresh. Okay. I loved the fact that they made the distinction. These Mandos, these three new man Mandalorians, they take off their helmet. So our Mandalorian's like, yeah, yo, you're not a Mandalorian. You take off your helmet. Then they say like, oh, yeah, you're you're we're basically a different tribe of Mandalorian. You were raised in your tribes. So you don't understand. We actually regard you as like these like religious cult fuckers, you know, with your shit about oh, they're you know, this is the way no taking off your helmet code of conduct. So it's interesting that that's like they're they're building up this world within just Mandalorians. And it, it's also has a cool meta narrative. Like as the viewer, we didn't take the Mandalorian's actions as a certain way because that's all we know. So it really puts us in his shoes to see another crowd come up and say, oh, you're the weird one. Like, I liked it a lot. I would rate this out of five grapes. There wasn't a lot of action. Um, Like, I felt like not too much happened this episode, but I really liked the world building shit that went on. So I'll probably say like 3.5. Well, George, with the uh, two minutes of episode left that you have to cover. Right? Uh, <laughs> shoot. No, no, no. Okay, there's a lot of cool things that happened in this episode that um that I liked. I thoroughly enjoy the weaponry. I, it's my first time ever watching Star Wars, so like it's all really new to me and like the technology that they have. Um, it always seems to baffle me at least once or twice an episode with some of the things that these Mandalorians are capable of, especially the new guys that came part of the crew. Like, um, Besides that, uh, there's this moment in the episode where, you know, the Mandalorian leaves the three that just saved him because he's like, he doesn't want to be a part of them stealing ships and getting their weaponry to be built back up. And he, he land, he, the freaking Mandalorian flies back to the same port that, you know, where he just killed like, you know, some of the relatives on the ship. Oh, that was before that was, um, that was yeah on the, on the ship. Uh, I I probably just misheard you, but the ship where they like come to save him originally. Yeah. So the ship where they came to save him originally, the Mandalorian leaves the three because he doesn't want to be a part of, uh, well, he has to, I what did he want to be a part of it, but he had to drop off, uh, Vesuvius had his babysitter. Uh, kind of, I, th- I believe he was kind of just also like, I don't know if I can trust you guys. Trust, trust. You're right. The, the, okay. So he, anyways, he's got little Visu with him. He's at back at the port and then the squid, <laughs> The squid people come out and are like killed. And it just like, you know, the Mandalorian gets himself put in these situations at least, you know, eight times that I've seen so far watching it or that I could vividly remember. It's like, there's no way he's getting out of this. And then you get a badass scene where the three other Mandalorians come down, fly in real quick and just say, no, I killed your brother. And then they just like freaking not even a second later, just kill like all the squid people in like five seconds. It was one of the most badass scenes that I've seen in a while because it's like when the squad's got your back, baby. When you first get, when you get fresh out the gulag. Seriously. Um, there's a, a weird dynamic with those three. You know, we only got to really hear one of the, the Mandalorians that flew down to save him a lot. It was the chick. It was the, it was the, the one lady and then the guy. There's only yes. two that talked. The, uh, Sasha Banks didn't Sasha talk. Sasha Banks did not talk, but she slur did, and this is one of my favorite parts. <laughs> she sure did slurp down one of those like tentacly kind of uh, meals, and the way in which she was sucking the the squid mouth or the squid like into her mouth. I'm not gonna lie. I got like like a half chub, and it was just that's just me. That's just bros talking to guys here. You guys know what I'm talking about. Okay. She said, yeah. All right. Sasha Banks, WWE Diva. And, I, and I, you know, They're I'm not, not called that anymore. Uh, what oh, is it? really? They're just superstars now. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Don't ask me how I know that. I can't say that here. Okay. No, but why, <laughs> why aren't they called that anymore? 
Because because it's, it's because sexist. of the first fifteen minutes of our episode that we talked about today. PC oh, culture that we're oh, living. Well, that's in. what I thought, but I wanted to hear like if, I'm out of his dirty little mouth. Yeah, you wanted me to to lose my job. We want your dirty little mouth to admit it. <laughs> Let's just say that he said the reason, and now it's redacted by the government. I'll have to go in and just had Christian saying Modifies redacted, but just sure stretched out over the entire redacted. <laughs> Thanks. I don't have to stretch you out anymore. I can just cut that and put it. Oh my goodness! But overall, I, I felt a similar yeah. sentiment with the tentacle. Okay. Yes. She didn't say anything. That's that's the best bit of character we got from her. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And that's all I'll say. And she low-key checked out Mando. Like one time as she was walking past Mando, kind of gave him like... Well, I feel like she was giving him that like, you ain't shit look. I, but I also feel but like she's slightly attracted to Mando. She gives me that Ronda Rousey vibe where they just pay her to look tough. I feel like she really role. likes a man that is loyal to the Mandalorian uniform. Like the Mando probably has a stench build up to him, like a bowl cheese in that suit. They, she just, she sniffed. It was just like, I like that. It's like when the Christian girl likes the crust punk band. She's like, there's I something like about that. him, mom. I don't know what it is. I want some of that. The Mandalorian needs to get a trad wife. A maybe, trad wife? Maybe Sasha Banks is the trad wife. A traditional wife. Oh my God. I was like, trad wife? What the fuck? Is this some sort of character that I've never seen? <laughs> but so I, I will give my rating. I, like, like Chris said, there wasn't a tremendous amount of action. In this episode where it was like the crate dragon, the first episode, I don't think anything's touched that episode. So I cannot give this episode a 4.2. I will give it a four though, four grapes because of the, the, the shots and everything at the beginning with him falling into the water, the big world scenes, the squid people, like the, the visuals in this episode surely were one of my favorites. And I think we've talked about this before with like environment in the show. When it was snowy, wasn't a big fan. I'm not a big fan of snowy shows. But this one was kind of like a stormy, oceany, kind of overcasty kind of uh <laughs> It was New Orleans. Kind of vibe, right? <laughs> so you got New Orleans, I got like Seattle. Tomato tomato. One just has more culture. Mm. Well, who Squid. has more culture? New Orleans. What are you talking about? And better food. No, yeah, you know, you're for sure. <laughs> Seattle has rain and grunge. True. <laughs> Two terrible things. <laughs> a lot of gay people. Hey, man, they're happy up there. Let them be happy. Oh, phenomenal. Yeah, yeah no, I I want to I I live up in Washington. Sure. Can't wait. But so so you give this what a four Four grapes. All right. Out of five grapes. Uh, So for me, what I really liked was the, the three Mandos. Uh, I just like how rugged they were. They were kind of like, you know, Mandalorian has like some bit of like morality to him. These ones are like. No, I'm going to fucking kill that kid because they're on the enemy side. Straight up. They're just like, nope, I, I have a goal. We're going to accomplish this goal. I don't care who stands in the way. I just like how rugged they were. And like, she walks down. She's like, I did, bitch. Like, she she looked that, she said that with her whole chest. She was tough, bro. She was hella tough. I mean, I have to go back and watch Clone Wars now to see how tough she is because apparently everybody's freaking out about it. But uh, rating it, I would give it a solid like 3.5. It was all right. It's a good episode. So I uh, overall, I think it was a, it was it was a good episode. It wasn't like Star Wars seven, eight, or nine. Like it was good. So we're I'll jump in here, and I think we can end off on is: Do you think this season is headed on the right path? Like, do you think they're building to something that's really going to be like Star Wars, like the Star Wars equivalent? I feel like all the Star Wars movie built up to this one pinnacle, and everybody. Um, kind of loves it for that and now this is its own new story based on what you guys know of the star wars universe do you think this is headed somewhere epic uh, towards the end yes and no that has the potential i like it because it's doing what i liked originally which is just like the comic book adventures it's just like oh what would a gang get themselves into this time i just i like it like that so i think it, it has the potential but they could totally episode nine it and just be like no uh mando can actually use the force too I'd be fucking pissed. And, you know, I mean, among all the other terrible things that have gone on in Star Wars media. Um, but anyways, I agree. Uh, the episodic nature is like a strength of this series. And I think they're doing very similarly to season one where it's very 
episodic in, nat- in nature, and they're just introducing little moving parts, right? Like like this new this band of this other tribe of man tribe tribe of Mandalorian. He's probably gonna, you're probably not going to see him next episode, but somewhere down the line they may be involved in the things that happen for their chase for the black saber saber and taking out that planet. That's a moving part that's been introduced, and I think these moving parts will, you know, fucking vaguely lead into what happens in the end. I'm calling it now. Final episode is the Mando versus the other Mandos versus uh, Boba Fett. Boba Fett versus a, another, a another moving part. I don't know. I think it could. I think it could go well, but we'll see what Kathleen Kennedy does. <laughs> she the she's like executive. Something she like helped on all the Indiana Jones films and all the Star Wars films. Anyways, uh, before we wrap up, just real quick. So instead of doing trivia, I just remembered this this tweet from when was this? This was at the beginning of the year. Uh, this guy says my twenty month old daughter is really into Star Wars children's books and toys right now, which is awesome. Uh, and then he has a a graph. There's two rows of characters, like Star Wars characters, and it goes Star Wars names and then parentheses according to my toddler. Okay. So I think this is pretty funny. So uh, I'm going to read this as if like a two-year-old was reading this. So we have Ray and it's Re. We have BB-8 and it's Bibby. We have Luke and it's Goop. Uh, and then we have R2-D2 and it's Ardito. I like that. Ardito. And then we have C-3PO and it's Puyo. I don't, okay. think it's, I don't think it's a Spanish accent. I'm just used to like, you know. I get you. I get yeah. you. Then, then you have Chewbacca and it's Bach. Then you have Han Solo and it's Ham. <laughs> ham. Then you have Finn and it's Pen. Then you have uh oh, I, f- I feel this. It's Job of the Hut and it goes Dad Ba. Oh my god. <laughs> Poor guy. And then I forgot this lady's name, but she's the one that like has the weird glasses, like the circular glasses in episode seven that helps him. Oh, oh yeah. She 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 has her light the lightsaber in the basement. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So her it's maps. Okay. And then Leia is yeah. Just yeah for Princess Leia. And then Star Wars is Dawas. And so Mark Hamill oh, retweeted cute. this and he goes, You're never too young to be a Dawas fan. Please hug your 20 month old daughter for me. Love always. Goop. Oh my God. Uh, Mark Hamill's just funny, but I think it was funny because uh, we said Dawas earlier and I was like, I got to look that up. So I found it. But that's so I funny. thought it was funny. Well, everybody, we hope you enjoyed this episode. You know where to find us. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Lukewarm Cinema Podcast. YouTube. YouTube, yes. We're slowly backlogging every episode onto YouTube as well. So if you want to see our bright... Fa- I'm just kidding. There's no faces. It's just our logo. <laughs> yeah, audio. But if you want to watch it on YouTube on the big screen, go ahead. Lukewarm Cinema Podcast. We also have shirts. That link is always provided down below. And uh, until next week, guys, we'll see you later. Chink- Chink-wee. Chink-wee. Chink-wee.